Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesdays, 11.30 a.m. with First Seder Bismedjish, firstseder.org, live. And a special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners, though Bez Hashem, be joining the Shir. These, this series of Shurim has been sponsored by Rabit Saflis, a bottom-line marketing group, as a schus for him, his family, and for all those who are mishtatif and learning a mingmisayrer from the gedolim and sadikim that we are learning about. So, <clears throat> last week we talked about Rabbeinu Yaina, and this week we are going to actually learn about two gedolim in the same shir. The common denominator between these two gedolim is they have the same name. And something very similar is that we know very little about either of them. One more than the other, as we'll see. But uh, we know very little about these G'daylam. And this is Rabbeinu Bechaye. Rabbeinu Bechaye, or sometimes called Rabbeinu Bachya. Um, in fact, as the uh, historians point out, he's so unknown, we don't even know how to pronounce his name properly. The Svarnim say Bachya, the Ashkenazim say Bechaye. Others say that, uh, well, he's a Svardi, Svardi must be right. However, some of the historians say, no, Kobid Ashkenazim are right, they bring Rayas. One way or the next, the bottom line is, how to pronounce his name, we are uncertain of. Now, which Rabbeinu Bechai are we talking about? We are going to, there are two Rabbeinu Bechayas. There's Rabbeinu Bechai ben Rabbi Yosef Ibn Pekuda. We know Ibn already from other Shiurim about Svardi means from the family of Pekuda. And that is the author of the Sefer Chavis Halavavis, the great Musar Sefer, the Chavis Halavavis. That's one Rabbeinu Bechayi. And then there's the Rabbeinu Bechayi, usually we call him the Chavis Halavavis. People don't even know what his name was. Then we have the Rabbeinu Bechayi that we refer to usually, Alatayra and others for him, who is a different Rabbeinu Bechayi, Rabbeinu Bechayi ben Rabosher, Ibn Chalava, from the family of Chalava, as we'll see. So today we're going to talk about both of these great Gidoilim. And we're going to start off and go in chronological order. And we're going to go first to the Rabbeinu Bechayi ben Rabbi Yosef ibn Pekuda, the author of the Chavis Halavavis. The fact is, we know very little about him. We don't even know where he lived. We don't even know really when he lived precisely. The historians are Meshayer. They estimate that he lived somewhere between 1050 and 1150 in that hundred years. So we're talking about like the Tkuf of Rashi in Germany. Um, he was obviously in Spain, but we don't even know anything about him. We just don't know. That's it. That's the end of the story. We know nothing. Um, about his Sefer, his Sefer, the Chayvaz Halavavas, in the Hakdama, he writes that there are certain obligations that the Torah puts on to the Eivarim, the limbs of a person, to do with his limbs, action, mitzvahs. And there are other obligations that are chayvahs, that are mutalas ala leiv, v'amachshava, that those are um, mitzvahs that, go, that are uh, incumbent on a person's heart and his thoughts, like emunah, bitachin, ava, yira. So he writes that he was misbeinen, he looked, he contemplated in the svarim of the chachamim that came before him, and he didn't find the, clearly a Torah of Chayvas Halavavas. Many svarim about the mitzvahs we have to do through action, but very little about the mitzvahs we have to do in our hearts and in our thoughts. And therefore he's coming to fill this void. And he says, he, he composed the Sefer really for himself, that 
these things should be mesudar, they should be in order for him, written down properly, so that he should be able to review them constantly. And also for a tayelis, it's also going to serve a purpose for the people of his generation, and people who are not able to understand these things on their own, they'll be able to look at his chayvis halavavis and understand what's ex- expected of a person. And at the end of the Hakdama, it's a long Hakdama, and he writes that all the chayvis halavavis and musrei nefashas, the obligations of the heart, the musr of, 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 of nefashas, of souls, nichnasim tachas, Hasara Sharashim Shachibar. They all fall under ten Sharashim, ten uh, ten uh, foundations, ten Sha'arim as he calls them, ten gates. These are the ten gates of the Khaivas Halavavis, the Sha'arim of the Khaivas Halavavis. Um he says you should connect with them and, and, and make them a part of your thoughts. and put them in your thoughts constantly. Now it was written in Arabic, he writes, because he wants everyone to be able to understand it, in the year 1161. So, again, depending when he wrote this and when he lived, how far after his, his death this was, his p'tire was, Rabbi Yehuda Ibn Tabun um, translated it into Lashon HaKadosh, and then later on there were other pirushim on it. Now there's a pirush called Lev Taiv, which puts the... Lashon HaKadosh of Rabbi Yehuda Ibn Tavon into, uh, into a little bit more easier modern type of Hebrew. Um, this Sefer was Neskabal, as we know, by Kla Yisrael as the foundations of our Chivas Halavavais across the board in the Tzavah of Rabbi Yehuda Ben Arash, which is uh, from the Rishainim, another hundred odd years later, he writes to his children, You should accustom yourself to learning the Sefer, the Naidi Behuda, the Chida, the Gain, the Yishavram from Buchash, the Chazam Sefer, had a daily Seder in it, we spoke about this in the Shir on the Chazam Sefer a long time ago, Menucha Kedusha, Talmud of Rav Chaim Velazhener, if you look in the Hakdama, to the Lev Taiv, his Pirish and Chayvis Halavavas, you'll see all these different Marmachimis and all these different Gedailim, how they themselves or made sure that their Talmidim understood the Gadlus of the Chayvis Halavavas. I'll just say a, a little Hashkacha Pratis. Last night I was at a Chasana here in Cleveland, one of my Mispalim, and the Masada Kedushin was Rabbi Avram Lipschitz from the Mashkiach in Tel Chicago. So I was schmoozing with him. And um, he didn't know I was giving the share on uh, the Chayvah Salavavas today. I told him only afterwards. And he says, I'll tell you a story with the Talzer Rashiva, Reb Shmuel Yehuda Levine, Zechrein Levracha. He said that Reb Shmuel Yehuda, about 10 years ago, in a Shmuel Tadabachrim, related the following story. And he said that years, years earlier, he always wondered and was bothered, bothered, he was wondered how the great Rebbe Victor Miller, Zechrein Levracha, who was beyond belief, what he knew and what he accomplished, how he remained such a humble, unof person. So he said he asked Reb Simcha Bunim Kohn, who was a grandson-in-law of, of Reb Vigdor Miller, and was very close to him. So he asked him if he could explain it to him. So Reb Simcha Bunim Kohn said that he had the same question, and he actually asked his grandfather, Reb Vigdor Miller, how did he remain such an unof? So the first answer Reb Vigdor Miller gave was a classic Reb Vigdor Miller, and he had a special nigan that he spoke in, so to speak, a tune that he spoke in. And basically he said, it's none of your business. That was his lashon. None of your business. <laughs> so Rav Zim didn't let that go. And I don't know if it was over time or whatever it was. He kept on pressing him to tell him how he remained such an anav. 
And Rav Igdor Miller told him that if you learn Shar Hakniya, that's the Shar of the Chavis Havavos about Hachna, about humility, if you learn it a thousand times, it has an effect on you. That was the Lashon of Rav Igdor Miller. Um, that's uh, what Rav Simcha Bunim Kohn said. So you see what, uh, what, what the Shar Hakniya could do. He told me, Ram Lipschitz, that Rav Shmuel Yehuda said that he tried it as well. He decided to try it. He figured out a mahalach of how long it should take to learn a thousand times. Three years of Musr Starim. And uh, he tried it. This is what he said in the Shmuz. So that is, um, that is the Chayvis Halavavis. And um, besides that it is the mainstay of Kla Yisrael in, in Ashkafa. Again, we're talking about from the Kadmonim. Um, but we really know nothing about it except that this is it. The Chayvis Halavavis is one of our foundations. Now let us go to the next Rabbeinu Bechayi. Rabbeinu Bechayi, in his Hakdama to his Pirish al he writes what his name is, Akein Zachalti Va'ira, when he talks about why he's writing the Pirish, he says, I'm shaking and I'm afraid. Lenafshi Ani Bechaye Ben Asher. My name is Bechaye Ben Asher. Um, now, there's a Sefer, one of the Rishayim Amsachim is called the Maram Chalava, Ramosha Chalava. Ramosha Chalava had a son named Rabbi Yehuda ben Ramosha Chalava. And he has a Sefer on Chomish called Imrei Shefer, and Parshas told us. He writes, Vachacham Rebbechaye ben Rabosher ben Chalava Kroivenu Zal Kosav. And our relative, Rebbechaye ben Rabosher ben Chalava, our relative wrote. Now, it doesn't mean we know this already from. So many svardim that Ben doesn't necessarily mean the son of. It means Ibn, the family of. He was the, from the family of Chalav, Alav Dafka, as we'll see in a moment, um, that his grandfather's name was that. That was the family name, just like Maram Chalava. So they were related somehow. Um, and that's why you find he's called Rabbeinu Bechaye Ben Rabosher Ibn Chalava. Now, where was he from? He was a pla- from a place called Sargosa, or Sarkosta, sometimes it's called. In uh, modern uh, spelling, it's Z-A-R-G-O-Z-A, Zargoza. And um, it's in northeast Spain, about 300 kilometers west of Barcelona. Barcelona is on the eastern uh, shore of Spain, northeastern shore. And this is 300 kilometers west. Now, in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, the um, Pulmos, the Kenegad, the Rambam that we spoke about, when there was the whole upheaval against the Rambam, it happens to be that this place, Sarkosta, was from those who supported the Rambam. And in fact, they were the ones who first put out a cherem on Reb Shloimei ben Ahar and his Talmidim, Reb Enyayna and Reb David, as we said last week, um, for going against the Rambam. So it's interesting because, as we'll see, Rabbeinu Bechai in his Pirish on Chumash has something called Derech HaSeichel, which is more philosophy and more... Uh, like modern science and, and things like that, that he explains, shows in the Torah, which is very much the Derech of the Rambam, which was something that they were fighting against, those who were against the Rambam, and his place was actually one of those big supporters of the Rambam. Again, um, so that's uh, just an interesting tidbit. Who were his Rabbeim? So we know a little bit more about this Rabbeinu Bechai than we do about the Chavis Halavavas. His rabbeim is Rebbe Muvukas the Rajba. So the Rajba lived between 1235 and 1310. So the historians are Mishar that if he was a Talmud, he lived between the 1250s and 1340. That's the Hashara, the estimation of when this Rabbeinu Bachaya ben Rabashar lived. The words of the Rajba, he brings Mipi um, Ashmua, meaning to say, Shamati, I heard from the Rajba. 
For example, in Parshas Toldos, Perak Chavches Pasukei, Kiseitze Chafalov Chafalov, Hazinu Lamed Beis Dalid, he writes, Umipi Harav Meiri Shamati, or Kach Shamati Mipi Harav, Rash Meiri Sheyichia, the Rajba was clearly alive when he wrote the Sefer, and uh, he brings from the Rajba what he heard from the Rajba. He also brings from the Svarim of the Rajba, uh, Pirushim of the Rajba, Chuvas of the Rajba, in many places. Um, there are some places that he says something which sounds like he's saying it on his own. He doesn't give a name. However, the source could be found in the Rajba, in the Rabbeinu Bechaye that was published by Meisad Rav Kook. Those places, they uh, note at the bottom where you could find that in the Rajba. See, clearly his Rabbi Muvuk was the, um, the, the Rajba. And that sort of gives us um, an estimation of about the time that he lived. So if uh, the Chayvis Halavavas lived between 1050 and 1150, so we're talking about um, uh, another 100 odd years later, between 1250 and 340. 1340, I'm sorry. Now, there's another place in Parshish Baal on Parak Yud Pasuk Dalit. He writes, Mi Pi Aleph Aleph, with uh, uh, quotations, Rabbi Nosin Zal. Now, who is Rebbe Nassin? Now, I'll tell you the Pshadi says. He brings from Rebbe Nassin that it says over there that Hashem, after um, uh, Miriam and Aaron spoke Lashon Hara about Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem um, appeared pisaim suddenly to Moshe and Aaron, says Rebbe, Rebbe, this Rebbe Nassin, The reason why Hashem appeared suddenly, right as they spoke, so they shouldn't have a chance to do tshuva. Very interesting Chiddush. Why, says Rebbe Nassin? Because their speech was a chilal Hashem. And by Chilul Hashem, it's a very serious Avera. In Makifim Michal Hashem, Hashem doesn't give any extensions. V'zehu Lashen Pisaim, Kaidem Sheyashuvu B'Tshuva, Hashem did not give them the opportunity to do Tshuva. Now what this Aleph Aleph stands for? Usually Aleph Aleph stands for um, Avi Avi. Well, it could stand for Adoni Avi, my father. But I already know his father's name was Asher. So it can't be that. So it either could be Avi Avi or Avi Imi. It could be my grandfather, my father's side, or my grandfather, my mother's side was Reb Nassim. Again, we do not know. Now, he also quotes someone named Rav Don. Who was Rav Don? Rav Don, he quotes him in Mishmais, Beis Chafalif, and Mishpatim, Chavdalit Yud Aleph, Zeshamati Mipi Reb Don. This I heard from Rav Don. Now, Rav Don was originally from Germany, from Ashkenaz. He was from the Daily Ashkenaz. In Mesech Shabbos, in the Mardchai, which is Again, from Rishani Ashkenaz, um, Simon Shin Ches, he quotes B'Shem Rav Don. And it seems that with the what was going on in uh, Germany at the time, there was a lot of persecutions, and he ran to, at the end of his life, or sometime during his life, he fled to Spain, um, ending up eventually as its Mavur and Chuvas Aritva in Toltila in Toledo. And um, we know the Rosh also did the same thing. So... He was from the Gedali Ashkenaz, but he ended up in Svarad. And there's many chuvas between Rav Don and the Rajba. Chelek Aleph of the Rajba, Elef, Chaf, Reish Chav Tes to Reish Lama Gimel are all to Rav Don. And in Chelek Gimel, Shin Samach Tes as well is to Rav Don. Chuvas Ritva, the Rav Don had with Simon Mem and Simon Mem Gimel. So he had chuvas with the Gedali um, Svarad. The Chuvas Haran, it's not a Chuva to Ravdan, but he talks about Ravdan there. Chuvas Haran, um, Lamed Beis, he writes about Ravdan, 
This holy mouth that I am certain that he was a Baki in all aspects of Torah. This is how the Ran describes this Rav Don. So, um, in these two places, as I pointed out, the Ravina Bachai quotes Rav Don. So, when he came across Rav Don, did he come across him in Toledo? Come across him somewhere else? I don't know. But he does quote this Rav Don. Now, in Shmais, Tezvav Gimel, um, he writes, Zeshamatim Piachacham, Reb Yitzchak Tudrizal. Reb Yitzchak Tudrizal, um, we don't know anything about. We don't know who he is, we don't know what he is, but that's another Chacham that he says I heard from his, from his mouth. Okay, now let's talk about Rabbeinu Bechai Alatayra. When did he write this? So in the end of, in, in Parshas Bereshis, at the end of the Pasuk, the Parsha of Ayichula, Shemayim Varetz, so it says about Yom Shishi, the sixth day, says, says, um, Rabbeinu Bechayi, Kineged Ho'elef HaShishi, Sheish Lonu Hayoim. This is Kineged, the sixth thousand of years, which we are in today, meaning 5,000 and on, we're in the sixth thousandth year. Chamishim Vachashana, we are 51 years into the 6,000. So we're 5,051. So that is the year 1296. Um, and also in Parshas Re'eh, when he's talking about Shemitah, Tesvav, um, Tesvav Aleph, he says, lanu hayoyim nun shana leprat. We are in the 51st year of the, uh, the, 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 the first 100 years. And then at the end he says, Nimsa Satayimer, you find Lishteishan and Tiashmita. Shmita will be in another two years in the year Nun Gimel in um, 1298. Okay, why did he write his Pirish Alatera? So Nakdami writes, Mipnei Sharisi Yalde Oilam Hadaiga. He says, I see the children of this worrisome world. Rubam Rabim um Many of them are weak in Tyra. They're lazy in Tyra. Zebimazid, Zebapisha, some do it on purpose, some do it by mistake. Not 100% sure what he means here. He says there's some that their souls have worked for them. I guess it means it kept them alive. But they haven't worked for their souls, meaning they haven't uh, worked on Ruchnius. So I decided, It's a time for me to do this. And Therefore I decided to approach this job. To compose and to uh, author a work on Torah. So, and he says, really, I'm not right to do this, but I feel that I have to do it. And then he explains how he write the se- wrote the Sefer. He says, I know that those who explain the Torah, there's usually four different halakim, there's um, halakim udrachim, there's four different ways. Usually a machaber picks one way, and this is his malach. He says, I'm going to do all four ways. I chose, he says, to um, do all four ways in my Sefer. And he explains each one. The first way is Derech Hapshat, the simple understanding. Sham Echtoiv Mivchar There I'm going to write for you um, some choice um, opinions of the Rishainim. Hamar Hagadur Rabbeinu Shloim Rashi. 
the strong hammer of Rabbeinu Hananel. Now, we don't have Rabbeinu Hananel al Torah. It was lost. Uh, we don't have it. The only things we do have is what Rabbeinu Mechai brings down. According to Meister Rav Kook, about 40 places that he brings down Rabbeinu Hananel. That's where we have Rabbeinu Hananel. And he says, I'm not here to, you know, say my own Tyra, and I'm not here to steal anyone's Tyra. I'm going to say things in the name of who they are. I'm not going to wear a talis that's not mine. And this is something unique about Rabbeinu Bechai here. He wasn't necessarily out to write his own chidushim. Again, he was writing this for the people of the time. They needed something to help them in their learning. So he made a likut, so to speak. Of course, he wrote, immense amount of chidushim in his likutim, but that's what the Derech Hapshad is. Um, and besides for these that he quotes, Rashi and Benu Hananel, he brings from the Ben Ezra, he brings from the Radak, much of Derech Hapshad he comes from the Ramban as well, even though he doesn't always quote the Ramban. Um, so that's Derech Hapshad. Then he says there's something called Derech Hadrash, Drush. Hadar Yo'afi Hatzlois is interesting the way he says it. He says, just this generation who's so tired because of the calamities. Yijushu B'Shabbos they need something to, to give them a pickup. They need something to be Mechayim. So on Shabbos, they're going to darshan it. Uvo Yonuach Libom Merigzom And with this, they'll settle their hearts from their, the, from their sadness and from their uncertainty. Yosisu V'Yismichu Kalmev Akshav Anyone who searches it out and seeks it out will be full of joy. So that's Derech Hadrash, Midrashim. Midrashim are things that are interesting and Gishmak, and they, and they, and they give a person a Mesikos and Gishmak in Tyra. Derech Hashlishi says the third way is Derech Hasechel, a logical way. I'm going to, I'm going to um, write in, certain, in some places to show to show that our Torah encompasses all wisdoms of the world and all other Chachmas are Shifchas are only maidservants to the Torah he says and all other Chachmas they come from people who contemplated things and were Mechadish things but but where does it all come from? It comes from the Torah, which we got from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's really the Iker. So, and you see in many places, he brings from what was the science and the, the medical knowledge of the time, whether it's in medical knowledge, Chachmas Avanim, comes to like by the, um, by the Avmeach and he goes through different things there, and what the schoolists of those things are. Um... Now this this Derech HaSeichel is really based on the on the philosophers and the and the I don't know, I don't know what the right word is the thinkers of the time the Gedolei Machshava like Rabbeinu Bechayev and Bekudu Lachayvus and also the Rambam um, because it wasn't only just science it was philosophy here and things like that in fact um, in fact um, like for example in um, in the beginning of Parshas Miket, when it talks about dreams of Parai, you look at Rabbi Nebuchai, the Alatayra, he has a whole scientific understanding of different types of dreams, when they mean something, when it's from too much food, when it's this, when it's that. So this is the Derech HaSeichel that was at the time. Now you have to remember also, besides that we said before that his city was like Bederech HaRambam, but Bechlau we've talked about many times. In Spain, it was uh, philosophy was a big thing in this time. The Rajva was fighting against the Vechul of um, that we spoke about so many times. So one of the things, this is what people were Isaac in, and he wanted to show that it's all here in the Torah, um, this, this Mahalach HaChayim. And the last thing, the fourth Derech is Derech Hashem which is what we call Kabbalah. He says, B'derech hazeh, in this way, active for Azeh, I'm going to spritz a little bit, Merimze ha'ish Moshe, from the Ramazim, the hints of the man Moshe, Moifiz Hazman, the one who was the, uh, 
the the leader of the time of the or the the unbelievable one of the time Horav Hagodol Haramban. This is from the Ramban who He's the one who taught us the derech to go and he put us on the way of derech ms and that is the fourth way of Kabbalah. So he says that's the four ways that I'm going to be mefarish as Then he continues and he says He says in order that this sefer should be also not only kolo Torah but it should have midos as well. Eftach b'chol parsha. In the beginning of every parsha, I'm going to begin b'pasuk misefer chamudas with a pasuk from that dear sefer, who sefer Mishlei Shleimah ben David, the sefer of Mishlei of Shleimah Melech, and um, and I'm going to bring a pasuk and I'm going to be mafarish according to that pasuk. And he says ezker b'mekaimus b'roshi apsichas. And in many places in the beginning, when I when I come to explain this, who ishali kim b'teira amudu pina. The, I'm going to quote the person who is the Ishalakim, the godly man in Torah, the one who's the mainstay. Who is that? To Arav Agadol, Rabbeinu Yainazal. We know Rabbeinu Yainah Mishlei from last week. He's going to bring Rabbeinu Yainah Shalasefer Ahu Chibur Pirush Vazaznaim. For that Sefer, meaning Mishlei, Rabbeinu Yainah composed the Pirush and he made Oznaim, he made handles for it, that we should be able to get a grasp and a grip and what the Mishlei is, the Psukim in Mishlei. Um, very often, what he ends up leading into is that the passing of Mishlei has he brings out the Musa from Ben Yaina and on his own he expands on it and expounds on it and then usually it leads into the beginning of what the parsha is something to do with that parsha. There was a tkuf in my shul and uh, during the summertime I think it was uh, before my riv we would go through every week. Um, I would give a share for about 20 minutes and I would go through the beginnings of every Rabbeinu B'chayi, meaning bring the Pasuk and Mishlei, be Mefarish the Pasuk, and see how Rabbeinu B'chayi um, is Mefarish. It was a, a fascinating shear and a limud. It's like almost a safer unto itself. So basically Rabbeinu B'chayi, the Torah is Mamish five Svarim put together. The four Jerachim and everything, and then the Psicha to every Parsha. So that is Rabbeinu B'chayi, the Torah. He has another, another safer called Kada Kamach. Now he wrote this after he wrote his Pirush Alatayra, because he quotes his Pirush Alatayra. Like it's 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 split up as we'll see into um, entries by the Aleph Beis. So on the Ois of Bracha, in the Dibra Maschel B'Derech Hakabola, he says Ki Kvar Be'arti Akal the Pirush Alatayra. I already explained all of this in my Pirush um, on the Tayra. Also on the Ois of Kippurim by Yehima Kippurim, he says also I explain this in the Tayra. and many other places as well, and. Um, and um, many places where he doesn't even say Beferish, I'm sorry, the, I, I'm, it could be these are the only two places he specifically says that I wrote this in the Torah, but there are many places he is quoting what he wrote on the Torah. And again, Moisad Rav Kook, in their, in their edition of the Karakemach, they put notes on the places where it matches what he wrote in the Torah. Now, in Akdama to the Sefer, which actually he wrote like in a song, um, with stanzas and rhymes. Zese, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to some excerpts. for dar dar You see also from both of his akdamas that there was. Uh, it seems a lot of uh, tsaris were going on in, in in Spain at the time, and people he keeps on calling them people who are uh, tired from this. Dar Like before he said what the calamities. Here he calls it the galus and the tsaris. They're able to find some rest here. And he says, I called the Sefer Kara Kemach, Misham Yazunu Kareivim Lishmeyas Tvarakel. 
Karakemach is where you get flour from, you get food from, a, a jug. He says, from here, all of those who are hungry will nourish themselves, those who are hungry to hear the Dvar Hashem. So he says, I've divided it up into 60 entries. Shishim heima dvar matrichim laadam lanagase. A person has to know how to act. He needs 60 things to know how to act. And he says, some of them, Sham ezkara munas haadam, venyan avaydasev, yasem idaysev, I'm going to mention emuna, other types of avaydah, other midays, sham avar moedei Hashem, I'm going to explain some of the yamim taivim, uksas mitzvahisev, some of those mitzvahs. And at the end of the Sefer, he made another poem, which has 22 lines. It's each, each line starts with another letter of the Aleph Beis. And in it, he writes all the 60 entries. It's like a mafteach. It's like a table of contents for all the 60 entries in the Sefer. He writes them in this, in this poem of uh, 22 uh, stanzas. Now, again, the fact that he was in a time, it seems that people were, you know having a hard time with Gullus and tired from Gullus. He starts off the Sefer, his entry is Amuna. The last uh, entry in the Sefer is Tfilin, where he also shows how it's an ice that the Shechina is connected to Klai Yisrael, also an Amuna type of thing. In fact, in the, in the uh, Table of Contents uh, poem that he wrote, the first word is Amuna, and the last word also, he writes, Gam Tfilin, Said Amuna, is also um, Amuna. So that's something also that he's bringing out. Now, it appears that these entries and this Sefer were from Drushes that he said in public. And in fact, we find in them that he addresses perhaps some of the questions, some of the Shailois Hazman, so to speak, things people are grappling with in the Tsaris. For example, in Gula Aleph, there's different entries of Gula. He writes, Why does Hashem punish us with being spread around and, and being enslaved to the Goyim? Maybe that was a question that was bothering people. Why do we have these Tsaris? In Gula Beis, he writes, In Malchus Edoi, Masmidim Aleinu Kalayoim, Harufim Vigidufim, this Malchus Edoim, this Gullus that we're in, is uh, constantly, they're shaming us, Ayele Kecha, where is your God? In their Hanukkah, he writes, we have to be soiva, we have to carry these saras, hamisrakshas eleinu, that come to us, ulispala kodesh baruchu, and we have to daven tashem, sheitin lonu kayach lisavlon, he should give us the ability and the strength to be able to weather these saras, vishia betcheneinu, boisha kolotai viseinu, and we have to daven tashem, nushia betachon, that realize, somehow it's all the taiviseinu, even though we don't understand it. Um, in the entry of Dinim, he talks about going to Gaisha courts. He says, anyone who goes to Mishpada Umah, that was a problem that was going on at the time. In the entry of Gezela, he has he talks about, he has like a sub-entry called Gezela's Hamas, stealing from the uh, the taxes of the time and how it erodes the whole Kehillah when the taxes aren't being paid by the rich people. Um, and other in Yanim that you could somehow see that these were things that were going on, and we it's the, the it's assumed that these were things he said in public drushes. In fact, in the entry of Rishus number test, there's numerous entries for Rishus. So he talks about asking permission. He talks about speaking in public. He says it would need many to speak in front of such a great um, gathering. 
He says, I'm going to rely on the schus of the tzibur, that there will protect us, the UMP and those chusim will be with my mouth, they'll have the ability to say some Torah in front of them. So again, from there also it seems that you see that these were drushes that he said. Now, in this is a shikashkacha pratis, a lot of shikashkacha pratis. So I was learning Mishnabura where I happened to be up to um, on, uh, on Sunday, I think it was. Kuf Ayin Hei in Shulchan Aruch and the Shartzi and Kuf Ayin Hei Sivkat Nalif says Rabbeinu Bechaye Huva Bechidush Rebekiveger. Rabbeinu Bechaye who's brought in Chidush Rebekiveger. So what's that referring to? If you look in Chidush Rebekiveger on Shulchan Aruch, he says that Rabbeinu Bechaye in the Sefer Kada Kemach he writes, and this is talking about over there, why we recite when you are drinking one wine, you make a bird for a guffin and wine, and then you get yourself another wine that's better, higher quality, there's a lot of details to the halach, I'm not going lach ala but the concept that you recite hatayva hametiv. So he says, because a person is not supposed to be so happy in this world. It brings to frivolous things. So Chazal were mesakin that when you take a second cup of wine, which is better, to say hatayv hametiv. Why? He says because if you're taking a second, sec, a separate cut, cup, a second cup of new wine, there's for sure going to be ribuy simcha, and we have to be mimayet that simcha. So you say the bracha hatayv hametiv that was mesakin. It was. Um, enacted in Yavna by the Haruge Beitar, they were finally given Rishus to be to be to be buried, and um, and 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 they were Masakana Taiva Metiv. So Chazal say when you recite that bracha, you can remember Haruge Beitar. And if you look at the Mishabur over there, when he paraphrases this Rabbeinu Bechaye, the Rabbi Veg is bringing, he says So by saying Taiva Metiv, you can remember death, and that will calm you down a little bit. That's why we say says the Mishabur is bringing this. That why we say on extra wine because it's going to bring us to too much simcha. We have to calm down a little bit and remember the Yaim Amisa. So that is where Kara Kemach is brought down in Shulchan Aruch. Now he also has a Pirish Amasechta Ovis. Um, he also wrote this after his Pirish Alatayra because in Perak Dala Mishnah Lamed and in Perakay Mishnah Zayin he quotes the Pirish Alatayra. Now this was never printed, um, it would remain as a manuscript. Until the year 1534, Reish Sadi Dalid, Reb Shlema Alkabatz, the author of the Lechadaydi, in his Pirish on Shirashirim, Perak Dalid Pasuk Tezayin, um, he has a Pirish called Yeles Ahavim, he writes, it's mostly Api Kabbalah, Kvim HaShakasim, Chach Me'emes, Ubeprat Rabbeinu Bechai Zatzal, Bepirish Pirkei Avishaloi. So he had the manuscript of Rabbeinu Bechai's Pirish on Avaz, and he quotes it over there, Reish Latika, he says, I'm going to copy on this Mishnah his Pshat. Um, and that is from Rabbeinu B'chai and Ovis, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Gimel. Now, it's, he, he, Rabbi Shalem Alkabatz wanted to, he was a big bucky, first of all, in, in manuscripts, but he wanted to have the Ksav Yad, so he had somebody copy over the Ksav Yad for him, the entire Ksav Yad. Um, his name was Rav David Chasson, to copy over the entire Ksav Yad that he should have the Ksav Yad of Rabbeinu B'chai and Ovis. And it still wasn't printed. Less than 100 years ago, within the last 100 years, I wasn't sure exactly, you could find the Sefer of Rabbeinu B'chai on Ovis that was finally printed, and in the, in the title page it says, um, it says, Al-Derech that it's written, Al-Derech uh, and Drush and, and Sain, 
um, and Remez and Jush inside, and he said, it says in the uh, title page, Yatzolar Pam Rishayna, this is being printed for the first time, Miksav Yad Animsa Bidei Marash Alkabats, from the Ksav Yad, the manuscript that was in the hands of Rav Shleim Alkabats, Asher HaYosofon Yoyser Me'arba Me'ashana, the British Museum of London. So again, in the 1530s, is already over 200 years from Rabbeinu Bechayi, and then another over 400 years till it was printed, so over 600 years from when it was written till it was printed, 400 years it was in the British Museum in London, and it was finally printed. So that's his Pirish Anovas. He also has a sefer called Shulchan Shel Arba, and he writes in the front, Dinim HaShayechem L'Seidera Shulchan Vachila. These are the dinim that are necessary when a person eats, and, uh, and by his table. And in Naktam he writes, this is something This say for every person should have right on his table, He said he should put it on your right side, and you should use it and you'll read what you're obligated to do when it comes to food-related halachas. Now, the, this Sefer Shulchan Shana Arba is quoted by the Paiskin. The Beis Yosef in Simen Kuf Samach in Arachayim and in Kuf Pei Aleph brings from the Sefer Shulchan Shal Arba and the Dark Moshe in Simen Kuf Pei brings it as well. He had a Pirish on Megillus, he has a Pirish on Megillus Esther, Al Derech HaPshat and Al Derech HaDrash. Now, in Shulchan Aruch HaRachayim, Tough Reish Samach Test, the last Simen of Hilcha Simchas Torah, in the Ber Hetev there he writes, Kasev Mabusha Yantif. Excuse me. The Mabusha Yantif, which is the Taisis Yantif's Pirish and the Lavush. The Mabusha Yantif says, Matsasi al Klaf Bechaye. I found on a Klaf, a manuscript from Abena Bechaye, Shekasev Limchais Lizraik Peris Lunarim. Now, if you look inside the Mabusha Yantif, the Mabusha Yantif writes, Benoimim Ksas Medinas Lizraik Peris Lunarim. There was a minigan Simchastaira to throw fruits to the children. Now some Hasidic rabbis have such a minig, certain times they throw apples, I think Shavuot's time, or maybe some Chastari time, but there was a minig to throw fruit to the children. So the Berhetev, paraphrasing the Mabushayantiv, says, Rabbeinu Bechai says, you should protest. So Zok the Berhetev, Beshem the Mabushayantiv, Avoyesh Medrish, but there's a Medrish that Haman said this to Achashverish when he was talking about all going through all the different things the Klai Yisrael does, in, you can look in Targum Shani, there's a whole list over there, and other Midrashim. So the Medrash says, one of the things he says is they threw fruits. So, so says the Taisis Yantif, the Mabusha Yantif, you see, it was a minik kadmenu. This is a very early minik. So why is Rabbeinu Bechaye being pro- protesting it? Vulai Sharoha Bechaye Biyamav Shanagin Reikos Vahilus. May Rabbeinu Bechaye saw that it was getting out of hand and it was becoming Hilus, uh, it was coming, uh, 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 it was becoming that something, uh, a joke and things like that. And he decided it's not a good thing. Like, can you imagine nowadays if we would start throwing fruits, what it would turn into? So that is an interesting, he's quoting from Rabbeinu Bechaye al Haklaf. So that is Rabbeinu Bechaye al-Taira. Reb Shloyma Lezer Margolius, who put out the Rabbeinu Bechaye on Ovis, um, like we mentioned before, he put it out within the last hundred years or so. Um, he quotes, he said he heard from someone named Rabbi Mordechai Scheinberger, from Yerushalayim, that said he has a Kabbalah from his father, from the Zikne Yerushalayim, a tzaddik nisnav, nisnav, a uh, unbelievable tzaddik, Rabbi Yosef Chaim, who said in the name of David Moshe from Charkov, that it's a skula gedayla for Parnasa to learn the Svarim Rabbeinu Bechaye. And he would say a joke, uh, not a joke, but a joke in Tairadik, a joke, Mandi Yoiv Chaye Yoiv Mizayne. The Gemara says that Hashem, who gives life, 
gives food. So over there is a shaila about uh, what to daven for when there's a dever and there's a and there, there's a plague and there's also a famine. So he says you daven for life because if Hashem is going to give life, it's going to give food. So play on words here. Man the one who gives the rebbeinu b'chai, the one who learns the rebbeinu b'chai, Yav mezayna Hashem will give him mezayna. School of parnasa. Rabbi Yosef. Of Tali Stern, the one who put out the the Einikol the Chazam Seifer, great grandson of the Chazam Seifer, who put out the the uh, Drushes Chazam Seifer and others from the Chazam Seifer, he said that the Chazam Seifer used to learn Rabbeinu Bechayi every Alatayra every Friday night, and he says his shver. This Reb Stern shver was Reb Shleim Alexandri Seifer, who was the son of Reb Shimon Seifer, the Rav of Krakow. Who said he heard from Shimon Seifer that the Chassam Seifer told his brother the Ksav Seifer that it's forty years that I'm learning Rabbeinu Bechaye every single Shabbos, and every year I see new things. And he ends off with It was Vadai that he wrote his farm with Ruach HaKadosh. The Chassam Seifer is well known, as we said, with Chayvus Halavavas also learned it every single day. Rabbeinu Bechaye Taira he used to learn every Shabbos. The Taisus Yantif, in his, the beginning of his Sefer called Megillah's Eva, where he talks about the, tar, the, the story that happened in his life, we talked about this in the, in the Shia on the Taisus Yantif, he writes, Many people, in Chashavah people, every Shabbos would learn the Sefer of Bein Mechayel HaTorah. And I was one of those as well who learned the Bein So he says, I was ma'er myself, Kabbalah. I'm going to write a pirush on Rabbeinu Bechayi's pirushim and kapala. I'll be safer on according to the safer that he mentioned earlier, which we, there was the pardis remaining from the Ramak, Ramesha Kardovo, Vim Darche Bal Megala Mukas, and also according to the Darach of the Megala Mukas, and also Valpi Kabbalah Sraman al and also according to the Kabbalah of Rabban al Etsli He says, I have it written as a manuscript. I haven't yet printed it. And I called this Chibur B'Shem Tuv Tam. I called it Tuv Tam. So I don't think we have this Pirish from the Taisus Yantif, but he says he wrote a Pirish on Rabbeinu Bechai. So these are the two Rabbeinu Bechai's, the Chayvis Halavavis, Rabbeinu Bechai, Alatayra. In Seder Hadairus, on the entry of Rabbeinu Bechai Hadzakin, meaning the Chayvis Halavavis, Ben Rabbi Yosef, he says that the, in the Galil of Eretz Yisrael, there's a city called Dekuk or Yikuk, and over there he says, is buried Chavakuk Hanavi and Rabbeinu Bechai. And he writes, Vani Misupuk, which Rabbeinu Bechai is it? Is it Rabbeinu Bechai the Chayvitz Alavavis? Or is it the other Rabbeinu Bechai who lived later, Rabbeinu Chaye ben um, Ravasha? Now, today there are Matsevas in the Arizal Cemetery. There's a Matseva for Rabbeinu um, Bechai the Baal Chayvitz Alavavis. And this other one near, in this, with this other city in the Galil there, um, near Chavakuk, which it's not clear where Chavakuk is buried either, but they say Chavakuk is there and Rabbeinu Bechaye is there. That's referring to our Rabbeinu Bechaye, Rabbeinu Barabasher. I don't have any clue how they got to Eretz Yisrael, when they went to Eretz Yisrael. Of course, it's possible that they made it to Eretz Yisrael. Um, anything's possible. Um, so this is the Matzevas that they had. So these are these two great Gedolim who left such a legacy for Kla Yisrael, but we know very little about them except that Divreyam Heimzichreinam, their Svarim, that's who they are. We don't really need to know more about them other than learning their Svarim, and they should be a Megan for Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kaltov.